Hi, guys. Welcome back to Bad on Paper podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Grace Atwood. And we're so excited to be back. Yeah. We have a really exciting guest later this episode. Yes, we love her. We are both big fans, and she's become a good friend, too. Are you going to say who it is? Um, No, I'm going to tease it a little. It we're says gonna... it in the episode title. Okay, it's Shanae Alexander, and we love her. But before we get into that, we want to talk about our highs and lows. And even before that, as some housekeeping... Yes, we have a very exciting sponsor this episode. So this episode, one of our sponsors is Night Pillow. And Becca and I were so excited when they wanted to work together because I've actually had my Night Pillow for three years now. And then Ashley Spivey on her episode um, got Becca obsessed. So we're going to talk a little bit more about them, but you should just know that they are the most amazing pillows ever. Sleep is very important to us, as you know from our gravity blanket obsession. So Knight is on a mission to support a better you one night at a time. Think sleep means beauty and wellness. I mean, we spend like a third of our life on our pillow, so it matters to have a really good pillow. So if you aren't enthusiastic when you think about your pillow, listen carefully to us. The Night Pillow has been called the most comfortable pillow in the world by celebrities and influencers. Um, word on the street is that Madonna and Kim Kardashian are even fans. We're sleeping on the same pillow as Madonna. Um, we are fancy. So it also has added beauty benefits. It's actually engineered for better skin, better hair, and better sleep. We're going to talk more about the night pillow a little later in the episode, but we do have a coupon code for you. So if you visit discovernight.com and uh, you can take 20% off using the code BOP20 through the end of March, so through 331. And you can also use that on their other amazing sleep products. They have face masks that are... Oh my God, the sheet masks are to die for. I think there's gold in them. We'll tell you more Yeah, we'll tell you more, but they're insane. So it's 20% off using code BOP20, and that ends March 31st. You know what else I want to talk about? The live show? Our live show. Oh, my God. So, you guys, the live show is almost sold out. It was about sold out, and then a group of 14 people, I don't know who you were, had to cancel. Well, I think it was a corporate event. I think so, too. But what a weird what office a weird, event to Yeah, go to come to, to a, some random podcast live show. Yeah, that you don't listen to, probably. So there are 14 tickets left. They, there might be less, because I posted on it last week with my Insta- on my Instagram. Legit. So if you want to go, buy your ticket now. Legit, all I want to do is post a self-congratulatory Instagram that says we're sold out. Literally, that's all I want in life is to just brag about my sold out show at Caroline's. Support my dream. Please help us. So we are so excited to see you at our show. I We actually had um, custom pop sockets made and we'll be giving those out. I'm obsessed with mine and Becca has hers now. So yeah. It's should worth we, it, guys. Should we do highs and lows? Yeah. Okay. Becca, what's your high? So my high is that it is my six-month working for myself anniversary. That's so exciting. I can't believe it's been six months. Yeah. I started with my first client on September 15th. So oh it's God. a little past my six-month work anniversary. Yeah. And I'm feeling really positive. Like, I, I think coming into January, I finally feel like the bottom isn't going to fall out of it at any mm-hmm. second. Like, I feel confident that... I will be able to get more clients and that it's working and that I'm delivering value. And I'm just feeling very work positive right now. That's great. Yeah, I'm liking it 
actually a lot more than I even thought I would. I knew you were going to love it. I'm in my head. I am wondering how I could ever go back to working a full <laughs> no I mean job. having a boss is just it's and and having to be at it I mean I'm sorry guys like being at a desk from like 8 a.m until 7 p.m is just it, it's hard I had an all-day meeting yesterday for a company that I'm on the advisory board for so it was from 10 until four and then I had other meetings afterwards so I basically worked from 10 to 6 and at the end of the day this is so obnoxious. The end of the day, I was like, oh, my God, how do people do this every day? I'm so yeah. exhausted. Yeah. So, it's also being in a room with people for that long. Being on for yeah, that. Yeah, on. You're, like, completely on. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about your high. So I've just felt like a productivity goddess after getting home from my yoga retreat. Um, you know, I feel like it reset a lot of bad habits. I've been getting up much earlier. I haven't had any unhealthy cravings. I've been working out like once or twice a day. I feel like I really reset my myself, which feels good. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. And I feel good. I know it was only like a week, but like I'm one of those people like if I eat badly for a week, like I can see it in my clothes. But if I eat well for a week, I can see that in my clothes. So I feel like I look really good right now, which is like nice which is kind of an egotistical thing to say, but I feel good. No, that's lucky that you can tell a difference so quickly. Most of the time. Jealous. Jealous. What about Lowe's? Oh, Lowe's. So guys, I just talked about how I'm like this productivity goddess and yoga-ing and eating healthy. Well, on Saturday night, I went out and it was very funny because my friend canceled on me and I was like, Becca, let's hang out. And she was like, no. And I was like, well, I guess I'm in. And then I finished reading Verity And I just needed someone to talk to about it. And he reached back out and was like, hey, actually, like, I can meet up if you want. And it was 10 o'clock. So I was like, yeah, sure. So we went out for drinks. Like, it wasn't like we were, like, taking shots or, like, clubbing or doing (laughs) – clubbing. Could you imagine me clubbing? Or doing anything out of the ordinary. We just were drinking tequila sodas and hanging out. And I had – I think what it was was I didn't eat enough. Like, I didn't really eat dinner. Like, I had, like, a slice of pizza around four, and then I didn't eat dinner. And so then we – like, I had, like, maybe three or four drinks. Then we had – we shared steak tartare and french fries. And I think maybe the steak tartare just did something to me because I got home. Like, I mean, I got myself home and was fine. Threw up profusely. Like, I have not done something like this in years. Then the next day, I was on the couch throwing up. I missed Dance Body with you and Ashley. I missed hanging out with my sister. We were supposed to go to Dance Body, and Ashley and I went. And she was like, What happened to Grace? It was the actual hangover from hell. And I don't, I really don't know how it happened. I think it was my eating that day. I think maybe the steak tartare played some, like, did something. Raw steak wasn't the right thing to add into the mix. A raw yeah, steak Ashley plus tequila. Like, who knew? Ashley was like, what did Grace do last night? And I was like, you know, she was texting me at, at like 9 o'clock and asking if I wanted to go out. And I was already in for the night and I didn't want to. And I'm not really sure what happened between 9 and yeah. 9 this morning. It was it was an anomaly. And I don't remember the last time I was so sick or like felt so terrible. Oh. It was the weirdest I don't know. I, I, I still can't explain it. And I had to explain it to my sister who has like a child and – was like, why can't you come over? And I was like, well, because I'm throwing up from drinking. I'm oh. in my late 30s. Like, what What on What on actual earth? I mean, sometimes I get hungover from three glasses of wine. Like, ragingly hungover. It's weird how, like, it can affect your body. Or, like, this week I went out one night and had 
tequila and was fine. I went to dance body the next day, like had a great grand old time. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. It's a crapshoot. You don't. Well, what about you? What's your low? So last week I was having just such a real mercury retrograde week. I don't even know if I believe in that, but literally every tiny thing that could go wrong went wrong yeah if there was a subway I missed it by 10 seconds yeah if I needed to do an errand and only had it a certain amount of time there was a huge line if I needed to bring something I forgot it everything was wrong so the the kicker the thing that like really hurt the most so uh, a few episodes ago do you remember I was talking about that Australian clothing brand Gorman yeah yeah I I love their stuff so cute so they're in Australia I finally bit the bullet and ordered a few things because they were on sale. I specifically looked to make sure that they were not final sale. Yeah. I got them. I didn't like any of them. One of them was too short, which is not uncommon. I'm 5'10". One of them was not the fabric I expected, and one was just kind of unflattering. So I wanted to return them. It cost me $138 to ship them back to Australia. That is actually insane. It hurt so badly. Now I'm in a huge fight with the company because they will only give me store credit back because it was sale items. And I guess it said that in their return policy, but it didn't say it on the product pages or on the cart page. So (laughs) I'm like, I don't want your gift card to this brand because I'm just going to if I don't like it, I don't yeah. want to spend $138 to return something. Yeah. That's insane. That's crazy. So I don't know. Oh I just God. had like nothing big went wrong last week, but it was just every little thing. So by yeah. Friday, I was just so over everything. Yeah, yeah. Like couldn't function. Yeah. I was like, I need to shut myself in, read a book, not go out and mm-hmm. just be a hermit. Yes. So nothing else can go wrong. Yes. I feel like that's almost worse when all the little things go wrong. Yeah, no, it's it's and you're just like, wait, what else? Like, I need to just quarantine myself from the outside world. I know. I want to get into our guest. But before we do, it's our favorite time of day. It's desperation minute. So if you like this podcast, please, please, please leave us a review. We we say this every week, but we love reading them. You guys are such great creative writers. If you don't have time to write something, leave us five stars. And if you've already done that, take a photo of the podcast or a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story, tell all your friends. Tell all your friends. Join our Facebook group. Yeah. Follow us at Bad on Paper Podcast on Instagram. We're giving you free content and we barely, we're giving you free content. So do it. Please. Please. Help us grow. Help us grow. You know what? The more we grow, the more guests we can have on, the more episodes we can do, more live shows. I was just going to say, we've gotten so many requests for live shows in other cities, and Mm -hmm. the way to help us, leave a review. Exactly. So if you want a live show in your city, leave us a review. Even if you don't, leave us a review. Just leave us a review. Thanks. Okay, we're done being desperate. Let's Let's get into our guest. So today we have Shanae Alexander with us. Shanae is, in my humble opinion, one of the most inspiring people on Instagram right now. Oh my God, high praise. That, yeah. that is a lot to live up to. I'm not, should I, should I, should I like make a grand entry? No, no, you're here, you're here, you're here and we're going to talk. But um, what I love about everything you do is that you're very raw and relatable, but you're also super inspiring and aspirational. Her apartment is stunning you have the most perfect glowing skin like you are 
so good at makeup. Like I try, I get sent a lot of the same products you do and I try and do things and I'm like, oh, this did not work on me. <laughs> oh, trust me. They don't always turn out as good. <laughs> the ones on Instagram turn out well. The other ones, ugh. But I just really love the realness. I feel like Instagram lately feels so contrived. You log on and I'm just so bored by so much of what I see. And I feel like everyone is just like trying to convey this perfect life. And I I go to your account. It's a breath of fresh air. I always take something positive away. And I just think you're doing a really good job. Thanks. She also... Oh. oh, sorry. Becca can say it. <laughs> and she has an amazing new podcast called Press Send. Mm-hmm. Yes, y'all are really gassing me up. I feel really, I feel really happy to be <laughs> we're good here. Women. Yeah, we are great. I'm at taking it. you guys on tour. I don't know what kind of tour we're going on, but we're going on one. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Maybe great. it's y'all's live podcast tour that I'm going on. You can great. be my hype woman and I can be yours. Yeah, oh, can, I love we that. We can help each other out. <laughs> Yeah. Let's go on co-tour. Yes, please. Yeah. We are so excited to chat with you today. I yeah. am too. This is yeah. going to be great. And we're sitting here in Grace's equally lovely apartment. Thank you. I love I love a good – I love design, which is why I love your place. I well, haven't been over. I've, I feel like I have. I think, <laughs> I think the best thing is have getting to see – No, I will. And come meet my dog. Um, my favorite thing is like seeing in people's New York apartments. Oh, it's so interesting. Yeah, it's, it's the so best. It's so interesting. It's the best. Like I remember one of my first uh, – friends in New York I went to her apartment um probably in like the second or third week I knew her and I was like oh can I use the bathroom and she's like um yeah the toilet is in the kitchen and I'm just like this is how we live we yeah. live in crazy ways and I'm glad that we're at the point that we've upgraded to nicer yeah. apartments now. yeah it's, the toilet was in the yeah kitchen. with just, a shower curtain around it no yeah so you oh did, my God. do you curse on this podcast yeah yeah you had to take a shit in the kitchen <laughs> oh, which I think is super That's not upsetting. sanitary it's not I'm, sanitary I'm pretty sure everyone probably got pink eye in that house somebody told me when I moved to New York City <laughs> about real estate that every apartment has one big butt and so you have to pick which one you could live with yeah mm-hmm. like it's it's beautiful but it's far from the subway what or, are y'all's butts what is like the one butt or what is the one non-negotiable and what's one of the like things that you'll concede so the big so my apartment's big butt is that it's a five uh, fifth floor walk mm-hmm. okay yeah um I, my apartment's big but i do not have laundry and i do not have a dishwasher okay my apartment's um very spacious and light filled but the light makes it feel like you're in either um a freezer or um <laughs> you're, like you're living in a terrarium <laughs> so i literally pay 350 dollars a month in electricity bills to keep my apartment regulated to a temperature that humans can live oh my god oh, okay. yeah wow so that's okay. my butt yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I'm positive that I could not live in a place that had a toilet in the kitchen. No, no. that would be not a butt I could live with. No, no. that's not. No. Yeah. No. I did a lot of like dividing one bedrooms up with bookshelves or walls to make them into a two bedroom. Yep. I could not do the, especially, did you have roommates? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone, no. everyone and they're used sitting the in the toilet. Bath. Everyone uses the toilet bath. No. With, I mean, toilet kitchen. Oh, my God. No, I, I'm upset by this. <laughs> I'm very Also, upset. apologies for anyone who hears this sound in the mic. That's my um, jacket. It sounds like I'm a, one of those like, elementary school kids that's going down the hallway in their, like, oh windsuit. Is that more Adidas and Stella? Yeah. yeah. She has, so, Shanae also has the best workout wardrobe ever. I um, work with Adidas and I am definitely wearing a jacket that is Adidas, but it is very noisy. I am sorry. <laughs> I haven't noticed. Okay, Guys, good. Um, so Shanae, before we get into all of the reader questions that we have, can you walk us through your career trajectory? Like, tell us who you are. How did you get where you are? Sure. Tell us the dream. 
Sell you the dream. Okay, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna sell you a, a series of failures that turned into a dream. How about that? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love that. My life is a series of failures that somehow worked out. That's great. So um, I uh, feel that way about my life too. Yeah, it's it's kind of the best way to yeah. live, and I think it's like the least pressure way to live. You're like, okay, if things are get fucked up, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's gonna work out. So um, basically, I started. Um, okay, so in 2007, I moved to New York. Yep. It was my dream since like age eight to live in New York. I watched Home Alone 2, and I was, like, very shaped by it. Where are you from? Texas. Okay. Yeah. So I never actually, like, really spent that much time in New York besides, like, a few, like, show choir trips. You know, I was really cool. <laughs> so edit that in. Um, she was really cool. She was in show choir. Um, but anyway, I moved to New York. I interned at Nylon Magazine, and I was, like, for sure going to be, like, magazine editor. Yeah, for sure. And then I was like, oh, wait, I don't like this. I don't like the magazine industry. I don't like, I mean, good call there, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. super call, good call there, Shanae. Um, little me. Um, and so I applied for a job on Craigslist um, as a marketing PR coordinator. I got my first job in fashion on Craigslist, too. I think it was much more a thing then. I know. I told somebody that recently, and they, like, their eyes rolled back into their head, and, like, I think yeah. they thought it was crazy. Well, now you can just have, like, diaper sex on Craigslist. You can't, like, get a job, you know? I don't even want to know You can sell your used is. underwear on yeah. oh, for sure. Craigslist. And I, Instagram. I've never done that. Not I just read an article I, about it. Not that I've done it. Um, so, I... And like applied for this job, mm-hmm. went and sat at Roma Coffee Shop on Houston Street, Soho, with you know this guy, and he was like, he was clearly looking at my resume for the first time, and he was like, I don't see any experience that you have for this job, and I was like, okay, true, fair I don't, point, fair good point, but um, I said, why don't you give me three months, and if at the end of three months I am not like what you feel like is a fit for this job. I'll fire myself and hire someone new. I'll find you the next person. That's ballsy. Yeah, I love it was, that. It was really cool. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know why, but I kind of believe you. And so he hired me. Um, I sat down on my first day and he was like, well, I need you to write a press release. And he's like, I don't have anyone to train you. And I was like, all right, I can do it. Don't worry. I know how to write a press release. I sit down and I immediately turned my laptop to the wall and Googled how to write a press release. And wrote my first press release that day and then ended up working at that job for eight years. So I became, yeah, I became the director there. I helped design furniture. I helped run national ad campaigns. I did all their PR, marketing, everything, planned events, launched a gallery, did home collections, did all sorts of stuff. So that was like an amazing eight years of kind of getting to reinvent myself a hundred times within a job and having someone who let me do that was pivotal to like how I want to be a boss now. Yeah. So um, the time came where I was feeling like maybe I want to move, but I didn't know. I just wanted to put myself out there a little bit. So my friend Abby was working at ClassPass, mm-hmm. and ClassPass was fairly new then, and she said, there's a social media position opening up. You should apply. Again, I had never done social media, but I was like, hey, this worked last time to like <laughs> apply for jobs you're not uh, – at all qualified to do. And so I started an Instagram account about fitness for the job interview. After they were like, here's the day of the phone interview. I started an Instagram account. It was a fitness only Instagram account. I had 300 followers when we finally got to the interview. It was a phone, phone one. And she was like, you don't have any experience. And this Instagram account is like nothing to speak of. (laughs) 
um, essentially. <laughs> and my account's name was Get Fit Brooklyn, by the way, if you're an oldie and you've been following along for a while. But um, I did not get the job. Okay. So then two weeks later, my, my same boss of eight years pulled me aside and he said um, – this is the stupidest thing I'm ever going to do, but that your last day is in two days. Mm-hmm. He said, you've been an amazing employee, but you're an entrepreneur. You're not supposed to work here anymore. And he said, I'm going to pay you for two months to go start a company. And so I... Were you upset about that? Yeah, or? we were both crying. We were both crying and we were. We ordered tuna tartare and none of that. We just stared at it and cried. And it was just like, it was felt very dramatic for the situation. Yeah. It wow. was. It was like... It was like a, a movie scene, mm-hmm. like my tears blurring the tuna tartare. But um, I walked for two hours and I went to a diner and sat there and wrote down all the things that I ever believed in, wanted to do, loved doing, hated doing. I feel like that's a very New York thing, going through your shit in public. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to. Yeah. Because our, you know, at the time my apartment sucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going there. Mm-hmm. You know, your apartment's bad when you don't even want to go cry there. You'd <laughs> yeah. rather cry in a public. Place. I'll go cry yeah. in a diner. Yeah. So I cried in a diner. I made a plan to start an event planning company. Went home, built a website on Squarespace. Not because I'm like good at a website. Well, I use a template. Um, <laughs> this is also not a plug for Squarespace. Just what I did, and went into my office two days later and told everyone I'd known professionally that I was going to be an event planner. So then um, my event planning career took off and it was successful. But at the same time, my Instagram was growing because I I just I really liked it. I liked it from a real perspective of like talking to people around the world about something other than just like sending, you know, pictures of my weekend to my friends. Right. So I, I found it to be a compelling use of media just for myself. Yeah. So wait, how long ago was it that you started your Instagram? 2015. Okay. So a few years. Yeah. Yeah, four years. Okay. Yeah. So I think in the blogging, I'm not a blogger, but like in that kind of social media blogging world, I'm very much a baby. But in the like, in my mind, I'm like ancient. I think- but I do think a lot of the like really successful Instagram accounts, like everyone that I that I know, started like four or five years ago. Mm. Also, I feel like the boutique fitness craze really started four or five years yeah, ago. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I was hitting the fitness stuff at the right time. Yeah. But since then, my account has transitioned fully to like a lifestyle account that's mostly just a lot more like depth and talking about issues and development of women and people. Yeah. Yeah. And so are you still doing the event company and your social media or are you no I was going crazy okay. um about two <laughs> years ago I was finding myself up till three in the morning every night um yeah. I mean some I still have nights like that sometimes yeah. with this job but um I was like I'm doing two things really averagely that's how I felt I totally when I left at Bobble Bar I was like I am not I'm not I'm not doing a good job with my blog I'm not doing a good job with my day job something's got to give yeah and I think it's like a lot of people are like, oh, it's so you're, it's like for your sanity, and I'm like, yeah, it kind of is, but it's also for the work. Like, yeah. yeah, it is. Like, if you really take pride in what you do, I think the fact that you have to make some scary sacrifices for the things that you believe in, I think that's always something that I'm thoughtful of. So, I really believed in what I was doing on social. And the thing is, is like in that diner that day when I got fired, I wrote all the things I wrote down had to do with people. 
And so the thing is, is I don't feel like I strayed away from the dream that I had in that diner. I just am doing it in a different way. For sure. Yeah. So when did the podcast come into the mix? Okay, so the podcast has been in my brain for probably about a year and a half. But podcasting started, I think, exactly like eight or nine weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, my so God. I'm Congratulations. A, I'm a podcast infant compared to you guys. You guys are seasoned. I feel like I feel like we're still infants. Yeah, like maybe we're a toddler, but we're definitely not a grown-up. Yeah, we're a toddler. Y'all are like my big sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are my podcaster big sisters. Well, you guys should all go over to Shanae's podcast after this and listen to hers because it's amazing. Yeah, and then we're booking guests soon, so I'll have these ladies on my pod, but we're overwhelmed. I, I, mm-hmm. I pre-taped a lot of podcast episodes. No, that's Virgo. so smart. <laughs> we do ours all very last minute, so. You probably are a lot less stressed by your podcast. They yeah. just have very fresh content. Yes, we're very timely. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are up to the minute on the news. <laughs> <laughs> so should we get into some of our listener questions? Yeah, of course. Yes. So let's start with beauty. Yes. Let's do it. I love beauty. You guys love beauty, right? We yes. do love beauty. So your Instagram story is like, that's when I reached out to you because I was like, I need to be friends with this girl <laughs> because we both love skincare oh, yes. so freaking much. Like your Instagram stories speak to my soul. Just like all of the different products you're using. We have a lot of the same favorite brands and things. I'm I'm curious to know, this. the readers are curious to know, what would you say are your holy grail must-have skincare products. Okay. So, first of all, okay, so first of all, I'm going to say my ice roller from Amazon. It's the mm-hmm. ugliest thing I've ever seen. I have one, too. I love yeah. it. It's Do just the big one? Yeah. Just the ugly plastic one. I love it. Wait, do you it's have like the you best ten dollars? I bought a tiny one, and no. I didn't. No, you need like the big it. one. I thought it was too cold. So no, here's the secret with the ice roller. When you get it, you okay. got to have plenty of oils and creams on your skin. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have to touch the ice roller for about thirty seconds before you put on your skin. With so, your hands. Yes, with your hands, so that the surface. Oh, I just put it right on my face. <laughs> See, I don't like the surface to be like that abrasive it it doesn't warm it up like a lot it just it just takes that tiny bit of edge off okay and then you always roll upward for anyone who's you know if you're new i mean honestly i do it for as long as i possibly can like what's an estimate i would say five to ten minutes what yeah i love it oh wow and i notice a difference like i've done on instagram stories half of my face and it's visibly lifted it and deep lifts it Oh, and I don't doubt yeah. the effects. Like any yeah. of this, don't. like especially with my like drinking last week. Oh, like yeah. this, all this. The neck, like, mm-hmm. the neck, the jowls, all of it. Yeah. I'm like 33, so I'm like, let's pick it up. Like get it yeah. up there, hike it up. It's like a bra for your face. Um, oh my God, that is the <laughs> best. That is the, the best quote. Hey, I'm gonna start Amazon, hire me to do your ice roller ad reads. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, um, I love that. Actually, going back to, I'm not trying to do a plug for your ad thing, but I actually have night pillows. Oh my God, they're the best. And I really like them and they really do help my bleached hair and I feel like they don't tug my face. So that is another beauty product that I have and I love. Yeah. Um, And then I also love Walita Skin Food, obviously. Love. I've gotten into it recently. I couldn't get into it before because of the smell, but the smell has grown on me. I feel like I it has a like non-smell. It. No, it has. Oh, I like it, the it smell. smells a little like pine salt. I love pine. Maybe that's yeah, why I like it. I like it. it. 
I like stuff that smells botanical, mm. not perfumey. So you put skin food on your face? Yes. I do too. Yeah. So this one was like, I don't think that's what you're supposed to do with it. But Into the Glass, like years ago, called it the natural dupe for La Mer. Yeah. And I think the consistency is so similar to La Mer. Like it's just so rich and like. Yeah. And I think that the key is anyone that, like my friend came over the other night and she was like, I don't like this product. It's like too much for my skin. Oh. I said, well, show me how much you're using. And I'm going to show you how much I use. I use like half a pea size drop and like really like emulsify it in my hands and then pat it on my face and it's plenty. Oh, I load up. I would just like put as much. I, do I like to be as sometimes. like slippery as possible. But I do that at night. <laughs> but if I'm putting makeup on over it. Oh, yeah. I do it like half a pea size. Oh, OK. Yeah, that wouldn't be my problem. My skin is so dry. We'll I just put soak on, it up. Yeah, yeah, I put on. Elizabeth Arden eight hour cream sometimes wow, just yeah. all over my face at night and I'm like let's go yeah yeah I love an eight hour cream um I would say also the um Elemis dynamic resurfacing pads love those oh I love those like I really feel like they're a good exfoliator mm-hmm. uh, we were just talking about this I love pros hair care been mm-hmm. using that um have been liking it and my hair is pretty dry because if you guys don't know what I look like I have bleach blonde hair so yeah, you got to take care of that. The pros, what's nice about it is they send you like a pre-shampoo mask. Oh, um, pre-shampoo. If, if, if you have hair like mine, okay. they sent me a pre-shampoo mask. So pros is like you have to go on and customize what you need for your hair. So you may not get a pre-shampoo mask. I'm not promising that for you. It's all based on a survey that you complete. Yeah, exactly. So you might have hair that you don't need that. But for me, the pre-shampoo mask actually gets a little bit of conditioning in the hair before you shampoo so the shampoo doesn't strip it too much. Oh. Mm. So my hair remains like moisturized. Yep. Yeah. Um so that's something also I have so many holy grail like makeup products but I would say I'm really liking fresh flush beauty right now. I haven't flesh? tried them. Flush. Flush. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, they sell it at Ulta. It's um it's fairly new. It launched with a lot of buzz. It did. It, it looks really different. I yeah. think it's like mid-range pricing-wise. And it's okay. in every single skin tone too, right? Yes. Yeah. They have tons of options. It's yeah. also a lot of like stick formats and things like that. I mm. love their – particularly I love their lip colors. Okay. So check them out. Um, I mean there's millions of things I like. I like stuff from every makeup brand. Where are you on the spectrum of natural versus performance? Um, I I think that it's great if it's if it's natural or clean – um, but also we, people have to understand like brands definition of clean and natural is all, it's, not it's, it's all no. over the place. And also the thing is, is like, I don't use all natural. I don't use only like organic. I don't, I don't care yeah. if it's clean and it works mm-hmm. great, but if it's clean and it doesn't work, I don't see any benefit of using it. I also mix you know, all sorts of, I mean, I'm probably putting like heavy chemicals in my face, but you know, who doesn't love a little chemical? (laughs) It's like a little chemical peel, but from the inside. (laughs) Well, that's the hard thing is that sometimes I feel like I try to use natural products when I can, but it's really hard to find ones that work as well sometimes. And also to be honest, like just because something's natural doesn't mean it's good for you. Yeah. Like dirt's natural doesn't mean it's great going on your face. (laughs) Like there's just, there's a, I think there's an immediate kind of like link from natural to healthy for you. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's like, it's like eating 37 potatoes. Like, yeah, that's natural, but is that going to be good for you? Probably not. Yeah. Like, it, it's all about formulation and amounts. Um, so I think, like, for me, it's about more about performance. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, if I'm getting real vain, it's also about packaging. 
Oh, and yeah, I'm a sucker for good yeah. packaging. Packaging, if I don't like the way it looks in my vanity, yeah. I probably am not going to be prone to using it. You know, that's the funny thing is my like one holy grail product is the Dr. Augustinus Bader cream. Yep. And I hate the packaging. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much that I I can't live without this moisturizer. <laughs> I like I can't. You need to use this. Um, it's amazing. Um, but the, the package. packaging is like cobalt blue with like a little bit of orange on it. And it's like, mm. it's not cute. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm like, can you just make it white or black? I, I also think that like, it's kind of like food you eat with your eyes. Mm-hmm. And I feel that way about skincare, particularly in the packaging, but also in the feel of the products, like how they feel as you're rubbing them into your skin. Mm-hmm. Like if a serum has, I mean, you know, whenever you put on a serum and you're like, I'm enjoying putting this on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like patting in Vintner's daughter. Yep, like mm-hmm. there's just certain certain ones that I've I've used that I'm like I'm not enjoying this. Like yeah. something about the texture of this isn't enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So even if it works and it's helpful or whatever, I'm always going to reach for those things that are aesthetically pleasing that I know per, like have results, but that also feel really pleasant to put on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about face masks? Somebody asked us what your favorite face masks are. Oh my god, I have so many. I think my favorite, the the one holy grail one that I will do before any photo shoot, any big shoot, is the Hanukkah. Oh, you do oh, it I regularly? Love, yeah. But you do it, how 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 much before a photo shoot? Like a day before? Like that morning. Okay. I love the Hanukkah, but it's, it makes me red for like a good couple hours. Really? Yeah. Oh, I see, look my sk- skin is like... I can do anything. <laughs> like you could get a street sweeper and put it on my skin and my skin would be like, we're cool. Like that's why I can test so many products. Okay. Because it's like, yeah. And I always tell people, look, I'm not sensitive. Yeah. So like, yeah, don't I have do- to say that all the time. I'm like I use retinol. If you have sensitive skin, do not do this. Oh my God. I, I freaking hate retinol. I mean, I don't hate retinol. I actually love retinol, but it's, going on the retinol journey of like that two weeks of like looking like a Gila monster, uh-huh. I'm not willing yeah, I've gotten past that now, so I have to keep using it so I never have can to never go through stop. that again. Can't ever stop yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> so you use the Hanukkah mask regularly. Yes. What other masks are you into? Um, okay, so let's talk. So I'm loving, um, actually, uh, True Botanicals has an overnight mask that I'm Oh, loving. I just got sent that, and I'm obsessed. It's really good. I, I also, love that brand also. Speaking of products that work, have beautiful the oils, packaging. They're clean. The mm-hmm. oils are amazing. Um I think one of my most consistently good brands that mm-hmm. I love using is Fresh. I love Fresh. Fresh masks are all really great. Like, they all do different things. Mm-hmm. They have a really good range of of products that serve different purposes. They're all ingredient-focused. I think they're probably, as a brand, if I could say one brand that has masks for every skin type – who I've had a great experience with most of it, I would say them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I prefer a mask that is applied rather than a sheet mask. I think I do too. I do too. And yeah. sheet masks are so effective, but I get annoyed with it. And like, I can't do anything. I want to sit and work while I mask. Exactly. Like, I do a lot of masks like during the day while I'm writing or editing photos. And like a sheet mask, like you better be laying on your back watching TV. I yeah. like a hydrogel sheet mask because those stay on better. Okay. Yes. Any gel mask I'm cool with. I mean, I I see the benefit of sheet masks. I mean, I'm Korean for God's sakes. We have to like them. It's part of our <laughs> culture. But but I think for me, the the hating sheet mask thing is maybe more about maybe it says something more about my um need to be doing a million things at once Same. and less about the sheet mask. 
Yeah. Maybe we need to look internally on that Maybe one. we're supposed to, like, take a break. Maybe it's we need the five minutes. Yeah. Well, we're learning stuff mm-hmm. on this podcast. Yeah. We're on a journey. <laughs> we're on a journey. Better than therapy. Yeah. Uh, what about makeup? Yeah. So, so you are, like... I'm very impressed by this look that you are rocking oh, right yeah, now you look on a guys. random Thursday. Like that would be like my PM. maybe my date night makeup <laughs> if like I don't know maybe I had to look good for you guys. Thank you. How do you how does one learn to be good at doing makeup? Is it YouTube videos? Is it from makeup artists? Like how do I get good at this skill? So I've been playing with makeup since I was little. So I would go into my bathroom, my bathroom I shared with my mom, um, and I remember she had these drawers, these big shitty drawers that were like so hard to open and they were like built into the cabinetry of our old house. And she just had these giant drawers with with just makeup piled in it. Yeah. It was all probably crappy drugstore makeup. I mean, I don't actually, I actually like a lot of drugstore makeup, but my mom's probably wasn't the best makeup. Um, she's still not like amazing at it. She tries, but, um, she would let me just sit in there and play and she would let me get out whatever I wanted to and just play with my makeup. And so I've been playing with makeup since I was young. Mm -hmm. And so I think when people get frustrated with makeup and what have you, I always tell them like, it's just about doing it and especially doing it on the days when you don't have anywhere to be, where you can be a little bit more experimental. Mm. Um, I think that's like fun because I think we... We do a lot of makeup when we have to be somewhere or do something. And then there's this added pressure of like, I need it to look good. Yep. Yeah. And so you don't try new things. You don't play around. You don't have any creativity with makeup. Yeah. Because you're under the gun. Do you enjoy putting on makeup? So that, you know, like on a random Monday morning, you're not going anywhere. You're still going to do something fun. Yeah. I love it. I think I love product testing in general so I do that too. it's just like it's, it's just fun. a fun thing and also I love I think makeup is the easiest way to reinvent yourself at like a you can do it at a lowish cost and it's something that you can wash off at the end of the day mm-hmm. right you know it's not a, a commitment of like buying a jacket or you know doing something to your house or whatever it's just this perfectly temporary expression of creativity that goes with you all day Mm -hmm. and I love it. And I also think there is majorly something to sitting and touching your face and not being able to do anything else. Um, To me, like that and my skincare routine are like my meditation. Yeah. Because when your hands are busy, you can't be fiddling on your phone or you can kind of zone out for Mm -hmm. a little bit. And to me, it's about a practice of taking time for yourself, making and it's not about slapping stuff on yourself to make yourself beautiful. And I think that's where we get wrong, get in wrong on like just watching YouTube makeup tutorials and stuff like yeah. that. Because it's not about putting this person's look on my face. To me, makeup is all about how do I look at my face and enhance the things that I love. And so if you love your eyes or you love your lips, it's like, okay, I want to I show that off. I want to mm-hmm. make myself feel even better about it. Um, yeah. I think Katie Jane Hughes, my friend Katie. I love her. I love her so much, and she does an amazing job teaching people how to really do makeup on their own face. Yep. Yeah. Not, I think that's what I need. Yes. You I've, need to follow Katie Jane watch Hughes. Watch her stories. They're okay. really good. Yeah, and and for me, like I like making tutorials and showing people on Insta Story makeup stuff because I want someone to go, wait, she's not a makeup artist, and her makeup always isn't perfect, and she's just a normal person. If, if she can do it, I can do it too. 
and I can have a little fun with it. Yep. I mean, I'll show up to like a girlfriend's very casual dinner and I have like red glitter eyeshadow. My friends are like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not afraid to That's be that part person. Of being your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you already told us about Flesh. Are there, what are either brands or products that are a little more under the radar that you're into on the makeup side? Under the radar makeup brands. I mean, Shiseido came out with amazing makeup this year. Shiseido is a super well-known brand, mm-hmm. but they aren't as known in the U.S. for makeup. Yep. Um, so I really like them. I like Care Weiss. So Care Weiss is a clean beauty brand that uses really great sustainable packaging. Oh, interesting. Where, so where I love do you their buy stuff. Um, I think you can buy them a lot of places. I think like um, like places like Credo. And Nata Porte sells them. Yes, and As Space and K, I think, does. And Levert Beauty. You can find yeah. like specialty kind of clean beauty beauty stores. I think Neiman's is actually carrying them too. Oh, okay. Um, but basically all their packaging is metal. So oh, it's really so it's refillable? Yes. So you buy the pans to refill. It's heavy and beautiful. Like it feels good when you pick it up Mm -hmm. which is i think a huge thing i like um i also what is that brand that i'm thinking of um oh my god the name is escaping me because it's a very very small brand anyway i'll think of it but um i'm trying to think of other clean like if people are looking for clean beauty i get that question yeah every day like all day every day um, I always say well people. That's a good one. I've never tried well people. Oh, it's really good. Their um, tinted moisturizer is like very good. I, I remembered. I remembered. What Tell is it? Light, light bulb came on. Yeah. Um, they're not clean, I don't think, but Bodyography. Oh, I haven't tried them. Small brand. Actually, I think they're based in Brooklyn. Cool. And their cream contour kit, I use every single day. It is literally my everyday product. Okay. I use that every day. They're... Um, eye pigments they have these like glittery eye pigments Ooh. that's probably not the technical name of them they're glittery eye pigments okay but they're like it's not glitter yeah it's like shimmery but it's like it's that chunky rock and roll look it's they're amazing and they last is it all liquid day. or powder powder but it feels kind of like when you put it on it can kind of go on creamy okay beautiful beautiful stuff fairly unknown brand yeah um i've just been testing out glossier play what do you um, think? Yeah, what do you think? I haven't tried it yet. Here's my thoughts. Um, I love the eyeliners. Okay. They come okay. in really interesting colors. They're long-lasting. Yeah, lasting. I was looking at those. I, I ordered the, the kind of cranberry shade and the mustard um, to play around with. Also, whenever – just a tip for people buying makeup and stuff like that. If you want to test out a brand um, and you already have your basics that you love, really try to buy some things from them that are unique. It's going to be more fun for you to play with, first of all. Um, but also, like, you already have a black eyeliner, eyeliner you love. Yeah. I also don't know if people know this, but Sephora has one of the best return policies oh, yeah. love it. in the yeah. game. Love As it. does Nordstrom. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. if you buy something at Sephora and you straight up don't like it, you could return it. Yep. Take it back. Um, back to Glossier Play. I think they're having some packaging issues. Got it. Okay. So they wrapped all of their makeup Everything comes in a box, but then inside the box was, like, a plastic cellophane wrapper that was, like, very cute, but also, like, in this time, you can't really add more plastic when you don't need it. Oh, was it, was it like, that little bag thing? they used? No, 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 no. It was, like, inside the box. So there's, like, oh. a box, 
And then the lip gloss inside the box was wrapped in like a cellophane plastic wrapper. Oh. So like almost like a candy. So there's like four layers of packaging. There's like the yeah. outer box. There's that glossier pouch. Right. That makes me think of that scene. The box. box actually. And then, then a cellophane. Yes. Oh, so man. like, you know, you kind of have to in this time, you have to be more conscious. And then uh, they did come out with some like kind of glitter eye things that I thought were really fun. But the I glitter. I was looking at the gold one. I was like, I really want that. Really pretty. Really pretty. But it's a little bit like like the Lemonhead LA. Have you, do you know Lemonhead? I don't know Lemonhead. So Lemonhead makes great eye glitters. And okay. it's really similar to the Glossé Play. Okay. So, you know. Do do your research. Yeah, I, I like Glossier products. I don't prefer their skincare. Um, I have the same views. Yeah, yeah. I love. I like their color products yeah. for the most part. Um, Some of them don't last very long. We were just talking about problem. this on another episode. Like the cloud paint is so pretty, but then you put it on and it's gone in like an hour. Mm, mm. I think I. I wear cloud paint mostly on like no makeup makeup days. So as yeah. it wears off, I guess I don't really notice. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm just back to wearing no makeup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about, I want to switch gears a little bit to yeah, sure. confidence. So on your stories, I feel like you're such a positive figure about accepting yourself and loving yourself. And I, one of the questions we got is how did you gain your confidence? So I'm going to switch that question, not switch it, just I, I have a boring answer for how did I gain my confidence because I have been very much the same person since I was, like, born. Okay. Which is, you know, like, my mom's, like, if they only knew you when they, you were, like, eight. <laughs> you know? You know, yeah. you might... So you haven't struggled with your so confidence. So I haven't... I actually haven't struggled with my confidence except for when I... I went through kind of a weight loss journey. And actually, when I was at my th- thinnest was actually when I felt the least confident I've ever felt. How old were you when you went on this That was journey? like, that was like, I mean, this started in like 2009. Okay. So I lost weight over like four years. So you were like in your 20s. Yeah. Yeah. But this like, I mean, the the thinnest I ever was when I was doing Instagram. Okay. So this time of when I really struggled with it was like in the last four years. Yeah. Okay. So I... um had lost a lot of weight and I was just really focused on what I looked like. I was really focused on like putting pressure on myself for having progress or, or it, you know, you you get into this mindset of like the tiny little shifts day to day. Like today I look bloated tomorrow. I didn't. Yeah. It starts to overwhelm you. And so the only time I really struggle with my confidence is probably when people were like looking in going, Oh, she's got everything to be confident about. So I would say that's a different story about confidence of like you might get to exactly where you want to be and it might be the the place that you never wanted to end up. Mm-hmm. And so just like your goals, your goals should be set, but like don't beat yourself up if you get there and you don't like where you're at. Um, but I would say things that cultivate confidence mm-hmm. is and things that have boosted my confidence over the years to kind of shift the question a little bit have been really pursuing things that I loved individually. So outside of relationships, outside of what my friends were doing, like always having things that were just me, were just my stuff. Like for the, for the last few years, every year I've wanted to like learn how to do a new workout. Okay. You know, and also like have some sort of creative outlet. So at one point, like I was doing ceramics. I'm actually starting to go back to ceramics. Oh, fun. Yeah. And I loved doing ceramics in college, but I didn't find 
that much extra time to do it in my adult life. Well, but I, think I restarted it. Also something about doing something as a hobby and knowing that you're not going to be amazing at it. Yeah. Where I feel like I, earlier in my life, have put so much pressure. If I'm doing something, I have to be the best at it or I have to be great at it. And like, you know what? I knit and I can knit you an ill-fitting hat and like... Yeah. That's how I feel about dance class. Like, I'm so – I have no coordination. And I'm like, I'm going to just go twice a week and Mm -hmm. see what happens. And just – and the thing is, is I think – I think there's two things that happen. I think we've convinced ourselves that our job has to be our passion and we have to be obsessed with it. And if you're not – if your job's not your passion, then you're doing the wrong job. But I also think we've convinced ourselves that that's the only way to experience passion. Mm -hmm. And so the thing is, is like, I think if your job – your passion and opportunity intersects. Amazing. Amazing. Jackpot. Great. But if your job is just something that you go to, to then facilitate having time or resources to do something that you're passionate about, that's okay too. Yeah. Like the world survived for a really super long time on people doing things on from nine to five that they didn't especially feel like fed their soul yeah they found other ways to feed their soul whether that be their family or through hobbies or through sports Mm -hmm. or through whatever they did and i think there's so much pressure surrounding passion now of like i mean like you said like you don't have to be great and the best at knitting you don't have to become a knitter no i don't even know if there are people that professionally knit probably do we have machines for that i don't know i think we have machines for that god damn it 2019 but i bet there's etsy people who there's there's definitely Etsy, yeah that do that professionally or those people that like knit things around things like the arm blanket things or like knitting bombs you know those artists that knit things anyway we've gone down a knitting thing i've never knit before but it looks like it's very meditative and it keeps your hands busy so you can't be on your phone which is another thing that i appreciate and you can like make things for people which is why i like ceramics that's my favorite part i made hats for everyone for christmas I mean, you could come up with a thriving women's march business. Just yeah. saying. Um, yeah. But anyway, like, so that that has been a thing that's built my confidence is investing in yourself in ways that are creative and teach you something new and allow you to actually spend time on yourself mm-hmm. and doing something that's just for you. Um, I also think that something that's built my confidence is getting out of bad relationships very quickly um, because you don't want to let someone in for if they're not feeding you know your soul you don't want to let them in for a really long time do you mean this in terms of romantic relationships both friendships, friendships friendships family relationships romantic relationships all of it it's like removing toxicity before it changes how you see yourself I think that's something that so many I people struggle with because whenever we put an open call for advice questions, Fifty percent of them are about friend breakups. Always. Oh my god. Always yeah. friend always. breakups. And I think it's like, I think that's very smart advice to have the self awareness to not get into that relationship because I think we get so many questions about people who have realized that a relationship is toxic. But you know, how do I extricate myself from this? Especially a friendship where you don't usually break up with somebody the same way that is more natural in a romantic relationship. Yeah, I think I think the thing to remember is like we come into this world kind of all at an even playing field about how we feel about ourselves and the situations we come into, the people that we encounter, um, kind of the ways in which we build ourselves all affect that. They either chip away at it or they build it um, or they maintain it. And so the thing is, is like 
if you realize that someone in your life's toxic, the sooner that you can remove that, the the less the damage that they will do to your confidence. And also, I think the main thing is 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 by saying I'm taking ownership of my relationships in my life and you're maybe not a part of that program anymore. That is in it itself. That action is a, a, a confidence building thing. Mm-hmm. Aside from taking away from like them reducing your confidence, that practice of owning your relationships fully is confidence building. So this kind of dovetails into the next question, which Great. was, do you ever have days where you feel like shit or you have low confidence? Days? Yeah, all the time. What do you do? How do you? That's what I thought you guys were asking. I thought y'all were. That's why I was here. Isn't this my therapist office? No. Okay. Um, No. I mean therapy for sure. Yeah. Um, I think having a really group of good group of people around you that remind you of who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And asking them frequently when you don't believe something about yourself, say, "What are the things about me that are great?" Because I need help remembering them. And that can feel like really narcissistic, but it's also really powerful to know that you have friends and loved ones that care about you enough to tell you the truth about yourself when you don't believe it. I really like that. Yeah, and just being like, Grace, what are the things about me that you believe are the best parts of me? Because I'm having trouble understanding that for myself right now. And letting someone kind of wash over you the things that are good about you. Um, That sounds like such a nice experience. Oh, oh, yeah. And, And you know what? If you're with the right people and you're asking the right person, it is a safe experience. Mm-hmm. It's an experience that they will enjoy giving to you. Yeah. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be an exchange. Don't ever feel like you have to go back and say, yeah. okay, well, here are the things I like about you. In that moment, like that's what a friendship – friendships are long. Mm-hmm. Relationships are long. Um, so you don't need to get someone back that day. It's like you don't need to go to lunch and then immediately buy them a coffee. Yeah. If they treat you to lunch – Treat them to a dinner in the future. You know, it's like one of those things. But I think on days um, where I also feel like shit, whether that be about my body or about life or whatever, um, understanding that they are part of the process. So I don't like using the word body positive. Yeah. I say body confident because to me, when you say body positive, it like I'm a body positive person. It's like, well, how can you be body positive all the time? Right. That's like an unreasonable goal. So you're setting yourself up to feel bad about not being positive. So I'm not only not feeling good about myself, I'm also not feeling good about not feeling good about myself. Right. Yeah. It's like, what? Have you listened to our episode with Katie Storino? No, but I'm actually waiting because I want to, I've kind of like been in the same room with her many times, yeah. but we're about to have like a friend like, oh, we're fun. About and you're like both a, part of our live show. But we're about to have like a friend Oh, you're going like, to love each meeting. other. I mean, we haven't planned it yet, but yeah. I, I know we're on the like yeah. the brink of it. And so I don't want to know anything about her like intimately until I actually meet her. Okay. Got it. I mean, I, I know her from the internet. Right. Yeah. But like, you know, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah you yeah. guys are going to get along. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I know. People are like, y'all need to be best friends. I'm like, okay, everybody. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely um, lots of those days. And I think accepting that you have them, knowing that you you go up and you go down and you come back to homeostasis and that's all right. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to go back to our sponsor really quickly to take Great. another little break. But we're going to go back to night pillows. So what do we love about night pillows? 
So they're based in NYC. They are female founded. And they have a totally unique product. I'm so, I'm like so, so obsessed with mine. Um, I've struggled with insomnia as long as I can remember. And I just sleep so much better with this pillow. I think it's the memory foam for me that like it just, it feels like it's just like cradling your head, but it's also very supportive. Like I find that um, down pillows are just like a little bit too soft. Another fun fact about my night pillow is that Tyrion loves it. I oh, think it's because friendly. it's kind of like a little bit hard like for him because he's so light he doesn't really sink into it. He loves it. Um and anytime I am dating anyone they always try and steal it. Now I have two, so future boyfriend, like you're fine, but it's the best. It like has caused fights. When when my friend John was staying in my apartment on my couch, I would find the night pillow. He would go into my bedroom and take it out of my room and put it on the couch and use it as his pillow. I was like, oh, no, no. This is my pillow. I mean, I only started sleeping with my night pillow maybe two weeks ago. And I noticed right away that I slept so well on it. I was a little suspect because it's such a different it's very different texture mm-hmm. or, or feeling than the pillow that I was used to. Yeah. And I actually really love it. And the, the other thing is that I have meh hair. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. You my have hair. good hair. You have hair insecurity, I would say. I, ha- I definitely have hair insecurity. But I feel like when I sleep with a night pillow, usually I can only do my hair and it lasts one day. Yeah. Like, it have is- to redo it the next day. But with a night pillow, because it's silk, it preserves a blowout. It preserves a blowout, which is yeah. major for me. Yeah. So this is kind of a roundabout story, but so I said before I've had my pillow for three years, and I think it is so funny because I bought it because I was staying at my friend Jill's house in Boston, and she's always been like a big bachelor and reality TV person. She had bought hers because of Ashley Spivey. She was following Ashley on Instagram before I ever knew about Spivey's book club or had a podcast or anything. And we, we we all put that together, and, like, I just laugh at that so hard. Um, it's just such a small world. Yeah. If you would like a night pillow, you can go to www.discovernight.com to learn about the night pillow and their other amazing sleep products. And you can take 20% off with the code BOP20 through the end of March. So again, it's discovernight.com. Take 20% off using code BOP20 through March 31st. Now, back to questions. So we're going to kind of transition into some questions about unplugging and self-care. So we actually, like several people asked this. They asked if you are still using your CBD oils. And if so, do you have any tips? Yes. So I'm using all sorts of CBD CBD products. Um I think they do help. Do you use them for body aches and pains or for anxiety? What do you use them for? So I feel like um, the oil that I take or the the like so, solution oil, sure oilish um, that I take orally or like the little CBD chocolates things yeah. like that. I think those help to kind of take the edge off a busy day. Mm-hmm. I just find myself. I only realize it on days that I don't have. I don't take it. Okay. Yeah. So I don't It's very realize, subtle. Yes, it's super subtle. People are always like, are you high? Are you going to get high from that? I'm like, I no. wish. Jesus, I wish. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but no. No, I feel like I it just takes the slightest edge off okay. of my day. Like, let's say, you know, my Uber driver is eating like 
tacos in the front seat. And while I love tacos, I don't love to be in the backseat of a taco Uber. Oh, my God. Ugh. You know, like, like you know, so in a day, maybe a no CBD day, I'd be like, I want to scream. So mm-hmm. do you take it in the morning? Mm-hmm. Okay. And a lot of people take CBD at night to sleep. Yeah, yeah that's when I take it. Um, I have a small new puppy, so I um, have to get up super early, so I'm always super tired at night. So I don't struggle with getting to bed as much anymore. Um, I also, for the body aches and pains, I do enjoy it. I'm still on the fence of like what percentage it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I just did like a CBD bath soak and I was like, was this amazing because of the CBD or was it the essential oils? Exactly. Or was it like, what was it? Like there's so many things in this bath. And also I think like just in general, like I went to yoga the other day and I was like worried, about, I have a shoulder injury. So I was worried about my shoulder going to yoga and I was like, maybe I'll rub some of this like CBD oil into it before I go. And like, I do think it helped, but I, I don't know my experience without the CBD oil with this injury in particular. Right. Yeah. Um, I do think always it's nice to touch your body. Mm-hmm. I think it's nice to spend time like rubbing something into your body. Yeah. And like massage is always helpful. And like, CBD massage, hello, like can't hurt. Um, I also do like the fact that CBD is becoming kind of more prevalent because I think it's like a gateway into like things becoming more legalized in general, more more open society. But I also do think that's like extremely problematic because a lot of people are in prison for like small marijuana crimes. And that's like really tough for me when thinking about the CBD community of like, everything's cool like we all take cbd now and there's like people in jail that are doing 20 years for like having a similar amount of cannabis so that is my conflict with the cbd industry Uh i know this is not a cbd conflict interview (laughs) but i have to say that every time i talk about cbd because it's something that's important to me i think every cbd company should be giving a portion of their proceeds to helping people that are in jail for this stuff do you have a CBD company that you recommend that you do feel like is ethical? Um, well, a lot of companies are trying to do that work. So I think they're kind of like, oh, shit, this matters. Um, there are lots of companies that kind of are working on that, I yep. think, as we speak. Um, there was one that I knew of. I forgot the name of it. But they, if I, if I remember, I'll have them put in the show notes. But of someone that's giving back. Um, but... Another company I really like their products in general mm-hmm. is Moellens. Okay. So this woman, Amy, started the company. She's like super, super smart. She comes from science. And I find her product called Inner Peace to be like like one of my favorite CBD products. I have it in the morning. Is that the oral one that you... Yeah, it's like drops, but it's not like... It's not. It's like a water-based thing rather okay. than uh, oil. And it's THC-free. So if your work drug chest you you'll be fine okay so somebody else asked how often do you turn off and take a digital detox is that something that you do no oh i thought maybe from like your instagram that was something that you talked about before Mm, no (laughs) no i don't (laughs) (laughs) is that is that a bad answer i mean no i think that it's so specific to the person some people really need a break i have i don't know I, I used to always have to take detoxes and i recently just stopped caring about replying so quickly to everything right and i haven't felt like i have to take a detox since i took that pressure off myself i think when my detox are like the times when i'm with humans in a room yeah 
And you're like, off your phone. Like uh, when I'm with like a significant other or friends, I'm not on my phone. Yeah. So I take, I guess, like chunks of my day of not being mm-hmm. on my phone. So I don't need like when people are like, I'm taking a week. I'm going to <laughs> Barbados and fuck my phone. See you when I get back. I don't have to do that as much. Um, and on vacation, I truly like creating content. Yeah. Yeah. How it's you- also stressful for what we do to get back and just like oh. not have been on your phone for a week. I like, get 300 DMs a day. Yeah. So if I'm not on my phone, same. It's, it's a nightmare. Yeah. How do you feel about your relationship with your phone and social media in general? I only follow people that really do inspire me. And I follow a lot of people that I, I'm still following a ton of people that I followed whenever I first started my account. Yep. So like, I have like I I'm following like moms in like Missouri that have like three kids and they work out at home. Like I have a lot of that and I love it. Yeah. Um I also follow like any you know quote unquote famous or like verified accounts I follow are like people that inspire me. Yeah. I don't yeah. follow like Kardashians or like models that make me feel like shit or whatever. I just I curate my feed so that I don't need to escape from it. I can indulge in it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I talked about this a few episodes ago, but I went through and did a big unfollow. Mm. And I, it wasn't even that there were people in my feed that were making me feel poorly. It was just that I was following too many people. Yeah. And I have the I type follow away a, too many people. I have a type A part of me that felt like I needed to be caught up. And, you know, you never reach that point where you're like, no more posts. I mean, with the algorithm, you'll never get you'll there. You'll never get there. Never. So I, I'm just following less people. Like, there were people where I was like, cool, can I unfollow some of these meme accounts? Like, yeah, I don't care. Sure. And just, like, getting rid of some of the fat, which wasn't bringing me down, but it was just making me feel like I needed to spend more time on the merry-go-round has made a big difference. And I think another thing that's made me feel differently is I want to – I always first spend my time engaging with – people's questions and answering dms before Mm -hmm. i start scrolling mindlessly i do that too and i watch people's stories first before scrolling mindlessly through my feed i think stories are a great way to connect with people and i really enjoy watching them um i also learn a lot from stories yeah i get a lot of like information from stories um and so yeah i just i i guess i also prioritize how i'm on instagram and then i love twitter too for like politics and news and funny people yeah i do feel like it's compulsive though like i would like to be better with my phone when i'm sitting on the couch i can't just do one thing sure you know and that's why like you're like so much you're like what netflix show can i put on that i can be on my phone in the background right yeah it's like that they should have like a netflix that's like one of the great things about the bachelor Oh, like I'll be on my phone me. watching. Oh, I love The Bachelor. You lost me. <laughs> I've never seen The Bachelor. I, I didn't even either. know it was still on. And then people were like, "The Bachelor is out again." I'm like, "What? Like this is still on the air for like how many years?" It never went away. It's not even a reboot. How many years has it been on the air? Like over ten. Yeah, that is wild. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just glad SVU is still on the air. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean, like, yeah. like we we pick activities to yeah. where we can be on our phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I like reading so much because that is truly immersive, where you can't you can't be on your phone and read at the same time. And so I feel like I would rather spend time doing that in the evening sometimes mm. than watching TV because if I'm watching TV, I'm not actually relaxing and focusing on one totally. thing yeah i feel actually very shameful i don't read very much i'm That's trying okay. it's but it's all about what you love like i know but i think you I shouldn't would love pressure reading. yourself to do have something you ever, just because have you tried audiobooks 
Yes, but I much prefer podcasts. Okay. Mm. So like for me, audio audiobooks and podcasts are too close. Yep. And I much prefer podcasting. Okay. Um, audiobooks, it's like feels very long to hear one person's voice. Yeah. It's well, like, whoa. That was my only suggestion for you. Well, I think I need to start reading books that really grip me. You recommended one. I ordered it. Oh, did you read it? Not yet. What it's book The is Woman it? Inside, yep. I think it was. Well, really now you got to read Verity. That's the new one I can't stop talking about. But we'll talk about that another time. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll talk about books later. Yeah, we, yeah. Can, we can get you loaded up with some, like, <laughs> recommendations. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. You came to the right place. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about your exercise routine. Is that self-care for you, too? Yes. So um, I think what I like best about exercise is um, for people that are, like, in their own heads a lot and on their phones a lot, yeah. whatever, it is, like, an hour a day or more that my brain can kind of just shut off. Mm -hmm. And because exercise takes up a little bit of brain space as well as the physical space, I think it shuts your brain off just enough. Like I still can think about things and I actually get a lot of my writing ideas while I'm like either in soul cycle or yoga or something like it allows just enough thinking to go through to where you can think clearly about one thing. Yep. But the rest of the noise shuts down. Mm -hmm. So it helps me actually formulate ideas. So if I ever want to write something, um, I, I usually think about it during when I'm exercising. Were you big into exercise before you started your Instagram account or was it? Yeah. So I lost most of my weight before my Instagram okay. account ever was. I wasn't doing it for the gram people. <laughs> um, I mean, I definitely took selfies, but I, I did not put them anywhere. Um, yeah. I started working out in like 2009. Okay. Before that, I was not an exercise person. I, in, in college, I remember going to the, the, the gym at the campus, and I would walk on the elliptical for like 15 minutes, and I would be able to smell the whiskey permeating through my pores. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it was disgusting. Yeah. And then I would go sit on like two machines, and then I would leave. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember it got so bad that I once tried a water aerobics class, and it was only old people. <laughs> Like everyone else, everyone there was 70 plus. And I, it was me and me. How'd you do? Um, I was like, this is really easy. Yeah. This is so easy. I thought yeah. you were me. That you were like, I did really poorly relative no. to the old people. I mean, when all you have to do is they hold on to a noodle and stay afloat and like kick your legs. Yeah. That sounds relaxing. Yeah. Though. I was like, this is kind of cool. I yeah. didn't go back. <laughs> so now we, we save the best for last. Oh, God. We got the personal questions. Woohoo. It's like the miscellaneous category that's yeah. a little scandalous. Yeah. I love it. Ask me anything. Well, I love this first one because I think it's something you and I have talked about. Have you found that guys are intimidated by your influencer status and how much you share your life on social media? Absolutely. It's been a, like for the last, I would say before, like two years ago, it wasn't so much of an issue because it wasn't like as much of a following and whatever. Yeah. And I think now... I think also stories added like a big, mm -hmm. much more sharing. Don't you feel like it really changed how we share our lives? Well, it's more intimate. You're talking, in your case, I know you talk to the camera a lot. Yeah. And so it's different sharing than like, here's a photo of me that's static. It's right. Like talking and, about your feelings in your life. And you're kind of doing it all day. Yeah. So it's kind of following your life around. And so I found that with that, things became much more like 
public. Everything became more public. And so I think with that, plus a growing following, yes, I've definitely struggled with that. I've definitely dated people that had issues with it. Same. I've had to, ha- it has to always be a conversation mm-hmm. of like, how do we navigate social? I've had it where guys don't feel comfortable with their privacy. I've had it where guys feel intimidated by my like success. Mm-hmm. I've had it where guys want to be too involved on social media. Yeah, I've had all three of those things happen. And it's like, okay. And I don't know which is worse and which yeah. I prefer. Um, my situation now is like, feels very comfortable to me of sharing my relationship online. Um, we talked about it and we came to the kind of end point of he's like, whatever you feel like sharing, you can share. I am trying to, if I write anything about him particularly, that's personal or deeper than just like, here's what we're doing. I will like send it to him. Yeah. Just to make sure he's cool with me sharing it. Cause I want to respect where he's at. But yeah, I mean, I think women in general right now are we're elevating at a great rate and with the elevation of women and women kind of owning their power and kind of really having this reckoning there's going to be there's going to be insecurity around that there's going to be conversations that have to come um and I don't I don't need someone to have like Instagram fame or recognition for yeah. me to like them so I just want them to be cool with what I'm doing. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Well, it's also your livelihood. You don't want to yeah, curtail it's my, it's, what it's you're doing. Yeah, it's our job. Like, yeah. And yeah. I didn't quit your job if you met a guy and he was like, I'm uncomfortable with you working. Yeah. No. Well, and sorry. also, like, the thing is, is, like, I, I think there's a difference in, like, how do you have a relationship online and visible online that the person doesn't feel like they become a prop? Yes. Right. Which I think is the thing that I want to be most careful of and most mindful of. It's not like – I don't want to sell a lifestyle – that it's like insert boyfriend here. Yeah. Um, I want to tell like a true story about love and a true story about dating and relationships and all of that. I've had breakups online, done it all. But um, I think it really, it's it's the sharing of a life together is in their hands. But, you know, I could never date someone that didn't want me to be doing yeah. my job in a normal way. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to talk about Craig. Yeah, Craig is Shanae's. This was new the question boyfriend. that, like, if, if you saw the thing, it was like, "How did she meet her boyfriend? Who tell us? Tell her about. Tell us about her boyfriend." I was like, "Oh my god, you guys are savages!" Like, the funny people thing are is obsessed they, with the, with with you and Craig. Well, they it's because it's one of the few relationships I've shared. Yeah, the beginnings of online. Um, I met him online, so it's not a great, you know. Like meeting no story. Meet cute. Yeah, no, it wasn't a meet cute unless, you know, you think a, a bar texting and then meeting up at a bar is a meet cute. I don't think it is. But the the best part of it was I was kind of seeing someone else um, casually when I met Craig and I wasn't actually going to go on our first date because he, we hadn't talked about what we did at all because yeah. I try to avoid it, to be honest, because... People prejudge people that do so, social yeah. media. And I and also, I just, like, don't want people to go down a rabbit hole of, like... Going through all of your posts. 2,000 oh posts my of mine and it's... watching what I ate for breakfast. So, um, Craig and I, we matched. We talked. We didn't talk about our careers. He texted me, finally, to set up a date. And he's like, how about Wednesday? And I was like, okay. And then he was like... I was like, what are you doing today? And he's like, oh, I'm working on... He said something about me, being a musician. 
And I have dated every musician that exists in the world, I think, <laughs> besides like, oh, all Tom, besides Tommy Lee. Uh, no, I dated a ton of musicians yeah, and artists, yeah. and I was like, no, I cannot date another musician. They're like flaky. They're one foot out the door. They have girls all over them. I'm just like, they're noncommittal, can't mm-hmm. do it. And so I just didn't text them back, even though we had kind of plans on a Wednesday and then I, I it became like Thursday and he was like well that didn't work so how about Friday and I was like I don't want to be the person that's like flaky I'm yeah. not that way and I was yeah. like Shanae just go out with him yeah it's one drink what's the worst that can happen and like I totally fell in love with him it was crazy like I stopped dating who else I was dating we we have like we I think we've spent six days apart since we met like two months ago, and that's because five of them he was in L.A. Aww. Oh wow! So this is like Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and yeah. We, and like we like, and I know this sounds so fucking cheesy, and I'm not this person, yeah. but whenever we're not around each other, we're like, yeah, it'd be way better if you were here. Like genuine, genuinely, like yeah, it would be totally better if you were here. Yeah, honestly, this gives me a lot of hope for dating apps. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know what? If anyone out there is feeling like dating apps are just shit, I've been on hundreds of dating app dates, and I have met some incredible people. I've met some absolute losers. But there's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. But I have met some amazing friends. I have met people I've been in relationships with. I've met lots of like three month flings that have been really fun. Yeah. And like, this sounds crazy and scary to say, but we say it all the time. It's like. You know, I think you can meet the person you spend the rest of your life with on a dating app. And that's just how you meet. And I think Craig is probably that person for me. Like, Aww. we feel we feel really, like, confident in that, which we both are like, that's so strange to feel like, you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's just my person. What is your dating app of choice for finding your person? Um, My favorite when I was back on them was always Hinge. Okay. That's my favorite, too. Yeah. I really that's how I met anyone I've, I've had a lot of three monthers like you were just mm-hmm. saying and every single one of them was hinge yeah I like hinge I think Bumble's doing cool things like in the world like I love yeah. their like networking stuff mm-hmm. I love that they have a, an app that you can find friends like I really like that um, I think they're a cool company I just don't like the app itself yeah well yeah I just I didn't find myself like finding love connections on Bumble yeah. but hinge for sure Tinder I've used plenty of times actually i've met lots of cool people on tinder i feel yeah. like tinder has changed though it's changed. now that there's more options like the right. people who yeah. are on tinder are kind of like trolling for a hookup oh okay yeah yeah i also only i swiped like one out of every hundred people so i'm like i will drill down on your profile yeah i'm like i saw that you wore a fedora in 2009 and i'm aware you probably don't own this anymore but the fact that you thought this is okay i can't be with you <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Oh my yeah. god. I think that's the perfect note to leave yeah. <laughs> but on Fedoras. Yeah. You have earned your very own desperation minute. Oh my Please god. Please tell people all about your podcast, where they can follow you, anything you want to hype. Yes. Well, the first thing I'm gonna hype is I'm actually gonna be on the bat on paper on that <laughs> <laughs> on paper live podcast recording. So you should buy tickets to that. You should definitely yes. buy tickets. I think to that, that is the first desperation minute. <laughs> we'll all get to witness you and Katie's friendship. Live. Oh my god, blossoming. Oh my god. Yeah. What if we don't meet until that moment? Um 
It will be a beautiful thing. So I we'll have am, you both come early so you can meet. Before. Yeah, you're going to love can, Hitha too. We can just have a love fest yeah. before. So that's the first part of my desperation minute. But okay. then um, you can follow me at Shanae Alexander, C-H-I-N-A-E Alexander, the normal way on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And my podcast is Press Send Podcast. And if you want to submit questions for my podcast, we take advice questions and answer them with a cool guest. So you can submit questions on the website. You can do it anonymously if you feel so led. And yeah. Follow along. It's been really like a fun journey to do social media. And I genuinely have made like the best, best connections with people all over the world. Yay. 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 Love it. And this has been so fun. This has been so fun. It was so I can't fun. wait to see you again in two weeks for our live show. This is like, yeah. this is like, like cross, cross potting and it feels good. Yeah. Like podcasters meet. Yeah. Yeah. Universes love collide. I love, mm-hmm. love, ah. love it. Yay. Yay. All right, so we're going to leave this there, but we'll be back after our advertiser with our obsessions and Mm -hmm. our Instagram faves and what we're reading. Yes. So if you have been listening to this podcast, you have heard us talk about it before. We want to talk to you again about Lola. Yes. So we are major, major fans of Lola. Becca was one of their first employees, and I was one of their biggest advocates when they launched. I spent three years slinging tampons, and this is a company that I 100% believe in. So what is Lola? Lola is a women's health brand that offers tampons, pads, and liners made with 100% organic cotton. And you might be wondering why that is different or important, uh, but it is especially important because the FDA does not require tampon brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients on their feminine care products. So most of them don't. And that creeps me the heck out. Yeah. So major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, and that includes rayon and polyester. Their feminine care products might also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrance, and dyes. And I'm sorry, but you do not want those things in your vagina. And it's major because you use 10,000 tampons in your lifetime, or at least the average woman does. That is crazy. It's a lot. It's, it's, it matters what's in them. That is a lot of tampons. Yeah. So clearly this company was founded by women who get it. They have a customizable subscription so you can get exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. Personally, I am notorious for forgetting that my period is coming and then I get same yeah and then I get caught with no products in the house and there's nothing worse than that midnight run to Dwayne Reed to grab tampons because you don't have any at home I was in Costa Rica and I just didn't I just forgot that I would be getting my period and had to go to this random ass Costa Rica drugstore and buy some and they we're like so fragranced and I was like, what am I doing? I'm like killing myself. Oh, yeah. That's so gross. I only used like two or three of them. I mean, it's like not the end of the world, but I was very upset. Yeah. So you can customize exactly what goes into your box. If you want 17 supers and one light, that's fine. If you want three lights, five regulars, eight supers and two super pluses, you do you. You can get that too. They come on a schedule directly to your door. You can get them, also you can do it like once every other month. So like, I don't use enough tampons to need a whole box every month. So I get it every other month, which is perfect. You can also skip months, which is really nice. Yeah. So if you just have too many or, yeah. Yeah. And you can always change up your subscription model. 
But we have an offer for you. So for 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter code BOP at checkout. That again is 40% off when you visit mylola.com, enter code BOP at checkout. If you're not already a subscriber, what are you doing? Yeah. You clearly don't listen to this podcast. Get Lola. Yes. Grace, let's talk about obsessions. Yes. I'm pumped. Well, I'm pumped too because my obsession is my bad on paper pop socket that oh we're going to be giving out of the live show. That isn't my obsession, but I am obsessed with that. Yes. And it's not really my obsession either. It, I, I mean, it is, but I can't have that be my obsession. What's your real one? It's the Gray Malin and Splendid collaboration. So it's like tons of athleisure and swimsuits and like very summery things. They're all in bright colors. This hoodie that I'm wearing right now is from it. It um it has these it's navy blue. It has these great um just like ribbons around the arms, like making stripes. There's tons of stripes. It's very colorful. It's super, super cute. I got this hoodie and I also got a very cute striped one piece bathing suit. Wait, Gray Malin is the photographer who does all the aerial shots, right? Yeah, he did that Beverly Hills print that's hanging over my love seat. Oh my god, love him. Yeah. Oh, they have cute stuff on the website. Yeah, it's real cute. So, sorry guys, that's dangerous. But it's not that expensive, so it's that's great. That's good. Yeah. What about you, Becca? Okay. So if you've been listening for a while, you know that I guess like probably six months ago, I was obsessed with finding the perfect night shirt. And I think I finally found it. It's from this brand called Recliner, which I actually found out about through an Instagram ad that got served to me. Was it an influencer or was it them? No, it was literally just an advertisement. And I was like... It's because it's listening to your phone. I was like, that's what I've been looking for. I want that. So I clicked through. I bought it. It came. It is kind of like an oversized, really soft t-shirt. It's like a sleep dress kind of. I think I'm going to order some of these. They look like things I need. So it's the softest fabric. And it's a good length. It's not too long. It's not too short. I would feel comfortable opening the door if I had a delivery wearing this. Like, it's not indecent. How's the sizing run? A little big. Okay. So comfortable. I got two of these, and I will probably buy more. That's how into it I am. They're a little expensive. It's about $70, I think. So... It's not super cheap, but I tried, people sent me a bunch of Amazon suggestions and I tried a few of them and I just didn't like them. Mm. A lot of the times they were just like crappy fabric. Yeah. So I got them this week. I got two. I've already worn one and it's in the wash. I'm like, I'm going to need more of these so that I can have them on a regular rotation. Oh, they're really cute. Into it. Yeah. What about on Instagram? So my Instagram obsession is called The Flare Index, and she is actually a blogger. Her site, the funny thing is the site is like not very well built. It looks like maybe it's a blogger site, but her eye is incredible. So she has a real flair for classic style. (laughs) She did a really great interview with Linda Roden. She did this, what really grabbed my eye was this photo of Jackie Kennedy, and then she wrote this little essay about the, like, why don't we dress up anymore? And how, you know, taking care and dressing up is kind of this lost art. So she's a little bit older. I think she's probably in her early 40s. And she just has a great great eye and also, like, amazing finds on her blog. Ooh, I'll have to check her out. What about you? All right, this is a weird one. 
So it is an account called Nathan W. Pyle, P-Y-L-E, Strange Planet. What? (laughs) It's a cartoon series about aliens that are living like humans. And it kind of is mocking or satirizing human things. Okay. I This is by far the weirdest account I follow. It is also by far my favorite account that I currently follow. I laugh so hard about uh, all of their cartoons. There was one today that was um, about these two aliens. And they were like, I, we found an animal that we can sit on. And they were like, we can sit on most <laughs> animals. And it was like, this one we can sit while it runs. And then it was like it riding a horse. It was so, they're so funny. I, I'm actually just looking for somebody else to tell me that they like this too, because I have sent this to all of my friends. I keep, every time they post a new one, I like DM it to my group Instagram chat. Nobody thinks it's funny. (laughs) I think it's hilarious. Okay. My favorite follow right now. So somebody tell me if you follow this too. So I know that I'm not a weirdo loner. I'm going to follow it just to, just for some solidarity there. Honestly, Grace, I you're not going to regret it. I'm going to follow it. What about books? Becca, what are you reading right now? Okay, so I read two books. The first thing I am very behind on, I read Marriage Vacation finally from the TV show Younger. I can't believe you are just reading that now. You know, I had put myself on the hold list at the library and I was very far down the list And um, finally, I got sick of waiting, so I just bought it. And it was delightful. It was ghostwritten by Joe Piazza, who wrote Charlotte. love her. Yeah, who wrote Charlotte Walsh Likes to Win. We obviously love her. It's such a good book. And it really, well, first of all, it it satisfied my craving for new episodes of Younger, because it's the same characters. But um, it like kind of- When is Younger back? I miss that show so much. I think it's on over the summer. But it kind of made me think about the TV show differently. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I liked it. It's very cute. I mean, I don't think you would like it if you hadn't watched Younger, but if you do watch Younger, Mm -hmm. it's cute. It's very cute. The second thing I read, I'm very conflicted on. So last week when Hitha was on the podcast, she recommended this book called I Am Pilgrim by a guy named Terry Hayes. And it's a thriller, uh, a drama maybe about a spy okay and it's kind of these three intertwined stories so the first one is about a spy second one is about a boy in saudi arabia whose father is beheaded and after he's convicted of a crime and then uh, the third story is about a murder that happens in a hotel after 9-11 okay and so here's where i'm conflicted It is a great story. Okay. It is like crazy. So much happens. It's a really, really good story. It is not a great book. So it's 600 pages. Oh, my God. You are not selling this. And it's small type 600 pages. It is long. Okay. And it's not particularly well written. So I finished the book and I don't regret reading it, but I was thinking when I finish it I wish it was 300 pages shorter okay so net net I'm at a b on it I guess okay but if you like spy novels 
you would like this. A bunch of people DM'd me to say that it was one of their favorite books, and Hitha gave it a glowing review. Yeah. So Hitha loved it. Hitha loved it. I I feel like it would make a great movie. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't know where I am on this one. All right. I'm probably not going to read it, but... Okay. What about you? So I have done a lot of reading as I was away. So first I read Tell Me Lies, which Ashley had recommended to us when she was on. And I loved it. It was kind of like, I wish I, I wish this book existed in my 20s because it was just like about like this girl who, who like fell in love with the bad boy and their whole romance from like college all the way through after. And it was it was a cautionary tale, but it was super enjoyable to read. So it was good. It wasn't it was just good. like a lesson book. No, no, it wasn't just a lesson. It was great. I loved it. Okay, I bought it too, so I'm glad you liked it. Then I read The Seas by Samantha Hunt, which was super weird. It was about – it was more like of a literary type of book, and it was like a little bit strangely written, but I think it's an important book. Like people are calling it – what happened was it came out in 2004, and it was like very feminist, and it – kind of wasn't the right time for it and now it was just re-released in 2018 and it's about this woman who thinks that she is a mermaid and her relationship with the ocean and her love affair with this it wasn't really a love affair because they don't have sex until like much later into the book but um it was weird but I enjoyed it I don't know that I'm sold on that one no I, I don't you don't have to be sold like okay. I think you read this book because it's interesting and weird Okay. Sometimes I like to just do that just to challenge myself a little bit. Mm. Um, then I read An Unkindness of Magicians. Oh my God. Tell me what you thought. So this I felt like it was kind of almost like a discovery of witches and that it's like a book about magic for grownups. Um, yes. It's like not YA. It's dark. It's very dark. It took a little while to get into it. I was like, am I going to like this? Because there were so many characters and, like, so many things. Like, they have this thing called the turning, and they don't tell you what the turning is. You have to kind of figure it out yourself. So it took, a, like, maybe the first 50 pages, and then I was invested. I love. thought it was really good. And I, I think one thing you and I always bond over is that we love books about magic and, like, witches and all of that. Yeah. So that was really fun. Then I read Verity, which is our pick for next week or this month's book and I read it in a day it was so intense like I can't wait to talk about this This, it was like the reason for my hangover I read it in a day too because I was scared to go to bed without finishing it Uh uh-huh it shook me like I still can't stop thinking about it I think that's pretty major because you're like the thriller queen yeah it was oh it was so good I can't stop thinking about it I can't stop talking about it I'm so excited to record next week and go through it because there's a lot to say. You have feelings. Mm-hmm. And then I just, so I'm only like two chapters in, I just started reading Alyssa Master Monaco's latest book, and that's called So Here's the Thing. Her first book was called Who Thought This Was a Good Idea? And that was about her time working for Obama. She was his deputy chief of staff. And I just love the way she writes. She's like very funny and relatable, but she's also like deeply intelligent and smart and qualified at her job i want to borrow this one when you're done oh it's so good you definitely can so that's um my massive reading list if you are looking for a book to read you should definitely read verity you have time because it's only going to take you 24 hours yes it's a not like Like, walk off a day this weekend and just read it because it's amazing 
So we're going to be talking about that next week. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, if you would like some more of us, Grace, where can the people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at, at Grace Atwood. And then I also have a blog, thestripe.com, and I post there every day, Monday through Saturday. And I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman, and we are collectively on Instagram as Bad on Paper Podcast. Yeah, so come follow us and hang out. Also, come to our live show. There's literally like maybe 10 tickets left right now, and it's only because that big group canceled. So if you have been wanting to go like, I'm not we're not making this up and like trying to drum up demand. I still can't believe that we're almost sold out. But get your ticket now because it's going to sell out. Also, if you like today's episode, Shanae is going to be there. Yeah. With Katie and Hitha and Ashley and Ashley. Come hang out with us. Yes. It's going to be a really fun night. Okay. See you on the Internet. Bye. Bye.